Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 366 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. How are y'all doing, guys? It's good to see you again. It is. Now more than ever, I look forward to these Tuesdays because it's not just to get us to Christmas. It's like to get us week to week, right? Get us through this quarantine for sure. That's right. So I'm Uh, glad to be here. Although our weekly, uh, what did you do this week are a little bit more boring now, but I'll still pose the question. (laughs) What did you guys dig up to this past week? I've found the way I cope with stressful situations, and I've always known this about myself, is baking. So, I mean, me too. What did you bake? I made um, crusty bread in my Dutch oven. I have never made that before, like homemade bread. Ooh. I've never made homemade bread ever. Oh, really? Homemade bread yeah. it makes the house smell so good, right? So I've been intimidated by the process, but this one, like, it was fantastic, and it made me feel like Martha Stewart. And then Hannah made apple empanadas today and i made chocolate chip cookies the other day and it's just like flour is good for the soul so is the colburn household eventually going to go back to school and work like 20 pounds heavier because the caruso household sure is oh yeah i mean because you know (laughs) when you work from home it's snacking is just a bridge between thoughts (laughs) you can't do that you have to distance from the fridge (laughs) i have found in the fridge (laughs) So I find that getting outside, which is a lot easier for us to do than it is for you, Anthony, we recognize that, um, is a great way to maintain some sanity for me. So like I walk Mm -hmm. at lunch every day, I've gotten to where I can almost get four miles in and which makes me feel like an old woman. Right, because it's just I me and all the old the people walking in the neighborhood. Power walking? <laughs> I, yes. I, I did see on Facebook your beacons were out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my white <laughs> legs really shining <laughs> that day. But, you know, when you don't get within six feet of people, it, you know, you don't really care, right? <laughs> right? You just wave at people you don't have to talk to. Um, I've baked uh, this week. I, I made a new recipe for banana bread. It turned out really well. Still playing with my vegan biscuits, vegan banana yeah. bread, vegan biscuits. Um, and I think tomorrow I am going to mill some wheat berries and make sweet bread. Oof. We're running out of we're running out of store bought bread, so you know now we got to start doing that. We're also starting to run low on our milk, so I think I'm going to be trying to make my own oatmeal milk this week. Do you know what the highlight of my week was, guys? What was it? 
watching the reactions roll into our April Fool's Day episode. Oh, man. That was epic. Those were really good or really bad and made me feel really encouraged or really discouraged. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, I think we need to give Todd, Jerry, and April a big round of applause for... So making fun of us so perfectly with love, (laughs) with all the love. Well done. Well done. Now, besides (laughs) that, my week was spent doing absolutely nothing except work. Okay. So there is a song out right now. that's humorous. It's vulgar. It's Daisy at home. If you have little ones nearby, please pause now. And apparently the guy who does it is a Santa, right? Okay. And so the I talked to my friend who was in the Brotherhood of the Real Bearded Santas, the International Brotherhood of Real Bearded Santas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says the guys in their Santa group are not fans of that song, that, there are, that most of the Santas won't even drink a beer in public because someone's always watching. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Yeah. Like hardcore. Yeah, so they take it seriously. They want to spread that Christmas cheer. 365 days per year. But my Santa definitely, definitely drinks beer. <laughs> right? Does it, wouldn't yours? I mean, yep. yeah, I picture him, yeah, having a beer well, in mean, a nice big stone fireplace. And, that's yeah. what they leave out in England for him, not milk. They leave out beer for him. Oh, we leave out right. milk here. So by the time he gets here, considering it falls it's nightfall in Europe first, he's pretty buzzed by the time he gets to the house. We're trying to sober him up. That's we're right. Gonna start, we're going to start moving Santa should a leave cup of coffee, coffee. out. <laughs> and, some, and, and instead of uh, instead of cookies, some good greasy food. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, Santa, we love you. Some bacon and scrambled eggs and the coffee. <laughs> Oh. oh, you know what I've been doing actually besides work? I've been re-binging The Office. Oh. Me too. Season, Me too. I'm up to season six. Saber. Just I'm on season six. I just watched today one of my favorite cringeworthy episodes, Scott's Tots, where Michael promised all those kids I he'd pay for I, their college. That was so much worse than I remembered, y'all. That was cringeworthy worthy doesn't even begin to describe it. I need to rewatch. Oh, it was so bad. I don't think Steve Carell gets enough credit for his facial acting because his face when they're singing that Scott's top song to him, <laughs> the look of discomfort on his face as he's sliding down in that desk chair. <laughs> um, I love it. I just finished Whistleblower, so I think that's the end of season six, right? Yep. So you're moving on to season seven. <laughs> Literally three minutes before I hopped on tonight, I finished Pam just gave birth to her baby. Oh, I love I that episode so <laughs> much because of the one part where Michael Scott goes, let me see the baby. You know what he, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like my favorite office moment is his face. I love him. I, really I just love how he moment. desperately wants to be part of it. Like when they're going to the hospital, <laughs> where's my overnight bag? Aaron, where's my overnight bag? <laughs> She's like, it's empty. You're telling me this now? <laughs> Should I bring a dictionary? <laughs> Should I bring a dictionary? <laughs> <laughs> Should I bring a dictionary? <laughs> <laughs> Grab a thesaurus. 
Oh man, I love it. I love it. And again, highly recommend the book for y'all because it's awesome. Tonight, I have too many books going right now. We take another one on y'all. What books do you have going? I can't read more um, than one book at a time. I can oh, listen okay. to a book and have a book reading, but I can't. Oh my gosh, I can't do that. Yeah, I need to concentrate on one at a time. Yeah. It all depends on where I leave the last ones, where I pick it up. That's true. <laughs> Good start. They're all good theological stop, but... books, so you know they at least tie together somewhat. Well, that's true. What are you reading right now, Julia? I'm listening to Harry Potter again. I'm not actually reading anything right now. Which one are you up to? The second book. Josh Gad has been reading Harry Potter to his daughters for the first time, and he. Uh, he put on social media, it's amazing seeing their reactions to all the twists and turns and surprises in real time. Like he yeah. said, it's magical. Did, did you see what people are asking him to do? He acknowledged it today. People are trying to get Disney to do it. And he was like, would people really be interested in this? So hopefully he can get them to do it. Oh, to have Olaf About- recap other stories. Every Disney movie, like, you oh know, and Beauty of the Beast and all that, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. amazing. <laughs> that would, that be would be worth amazing. the price of Disney Plus alone if that was the oh, only yeah. short they had on there. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. That's, like, one of the best parts of Frozen 2. And I love that he is open <laughs> and embracing the idea, so Disney, make it happen. Oh, man. Right? Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I love his Instagram page. It makes me happy. I I love that scene in Frozen 2 where he's like, only a true love's kiss will save you if only somebody loved you. (laughs) And like like the guard is like... (gasps) Yeah, he's so into it. (laughs) I love reading with Ellie. We do it. Christine and I both read with her a whole lot. But... uh, I cannot wait until she's old enough to start Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. <clears throat> Julia gets so, to perfect the the art of introducing your child to Harry Potter over the years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very my experience per kid. That's why I got my cousin's kid when she was born. Because, you know, they ask for books instead of cards and you write in mm-hmm. the book. And they're supposed to be children's books. But I got them the first Harry Potter. I Just because I was like, this is my favorite. And one day she will like this. It won't right. go to waste. And you'll be the guy or she brought that somewhere. into her life. <laughs> I got her the illustrated one. Because, oh, of course, course. she has to do for a kid. They're beautiful. When does the fifth one come out? Has there been a date? <clears throat> They've been what, like a year apart, haven't they? Kind They've of. All been like around Christmas, haven't they? Yeah. Or is that so just I think, see them? No, I think they come out like October, November, like right yeah. around the holiday season. So tonight we are are journeying back into the world of Rankin Bass, the acid trippy world of Rankin Bass. <laughs> Quite literally, right back to the same story we've already heard, y'all. Well, we'll we'll get to that. And we are covering the 1977 Christmas stop motion animated television special, Nestor, the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey, which premiered on ABC on December 3rd of that year. So, quick synopsis. 
Can I give mine Before- after you give yours? <laughs> you know what, Tom? Let's hear yours first. Quick synopsis for those who don't know the story of Nestor. So apparently somebody at Rankin Bass had become very familiar with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and decided it would be awesome to capitalize on the same movie all over again. But they had also apparently seen Dumbo and decided, you know what? If I combine Dumbo and Rudolph, I make a really uh, sympathetic character that everybody's going to love and pay money for. And I don't have to worry about writing a good story. And you know what? That's exactly where this whole thing stopped. And Bambi. <laughs> And, oh, Bambi. And, and Bambi. Oh, yes, they did have Ann Bambi. So yes. Long Ears gets made fun of all the time. Mama dies, saves the day. Saves the day. <laughs> okay, you know what? We'll get to that, but... <laughs> we, have yet a new Santa to look. we have yet a new Rankin-Basque Santa. Oh, yes, we do. We, we will get to that. He is an ugly-looking Santa. But we'll yes, get I don't know why they can't just keep... Why, why do they keep playing with Santa? Yeah, keep precious Santa. So the IMDB synopsis. <laughs> what are they keeping Santa? <laughs> the IMDB synopsis, if you want something <laughs> a little less sarcastic, listeners. An outcast donkey with overlong ears finds his destiny on the way to Bethlehem. Which is the short summary version of what Tom and Julia just gave you. So <laughs> <laughs> All I uh, said was, and Bambi. They didn't even mention Bambi in that, or Dumbo, or Rudolph. So I'd say we did a lot better. Maybe I need to write one for a, a synopsis for IMDb. So I'm actually a little confused here, because we all know how reliable Wikipedia is. They're saying this special is based on the song Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey. Correct. So Gene Autry did From this Gene song. Autry. Oh. I didn't know that. So, so it's a so it's a song. So Gene Autry took the took a bunch you of those. You may ideas. also remember Gene Autry is who made famous the Rudolph the Red Reindeer song. Correct. Right. Again, if I use the same story, I don't have to think it through. <laughs> okay, you know what? I was going to save this until we got into the discussion. When I'm sure you're going to make this comment ten times, but. Wasn't it you when we were discussing Klaus and I was like, this is the same story as every Santa story. You were like, every story borrows, Anthony. Every story is the same this story. story didn't just borrow. This story has no new element whatsoever. <laughs> like, at, least, at least in that movie that you hated, I know you didn't like the Santa mythos, but at least there was a new mythos to, to, to follow. There was nothing creative or original about this show. Before we get into our thoughts... Well, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure people could make money guessing how we feel about these specials nowadays. But let's. I'm um, excited about this. I thought, okay, this looks. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll wait for my turn. Let's run through the cast real quick. And then, Tom, I swear you can give your history and your overall thoughts first. So, again, like every single Rankin Bass thing we've covered <laughs> thus far. It was written by Romeo Muller, directed by Jules Bass and Arthur Rankin Jr. Um, it stars Roger Miller as Santa's donkey spielty. Uh, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that weird what? name at the Spielto. It's spelled Spielto. S P I E L T O E. He's the one who narrates. And um, he was an American singer, songwriter, musician, actor, known for his honky tonk. 
influenced novelty tongs and pop hits King of the Road, Dang Me, and England Swings of the National Era. So, Dang the- Me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, he grew up in Oklahoma. That sounds right. I was just waiting for it. I knew <laughs> like, it was going to come. He's got to be from Oklahoma. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um, so yeah, he plays Santa's donkey. Uh, Shelley Hines does the voice of our protagonist, Nestor. Brenda Vaccaro. Voices Tilly, the guardian cherub. I don't know why they didn't just make her an angel, but we can get to that. <laughs> and she was an uh, American stage television film actress who won an Academy Award, three Golden Globes, four Emmys, and Tony. No, had a bunch of Tony. She was in a bunch of stuff. Most recently, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She played Mary Alice Schwartz. Paul Freeze is back. He did triple, he pulled triple duty this time around. He played Olaf, the stable owner. He played the donkey dealer and he played Santa Claus. Linda Gary played Nestor's mother, voice Nestor's mother. Uh, she did a bunch of stuff with Disney actually, a bunch of, a bunch of voices with Disney and she was in a bunch of the Land Before Time movies. Who was she Land Before Time? Mama? Grandma Longneck. Okay. Grandma and then long neck. Three horns do not associate with long necks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Insert tragic ducky story here. No. Because we always we enough, do. We have enough tragedy. We can skip that this time. And um, if you want to hear that story, go back to our Mickey's Christmas Carol episode in which we told talked about that story. <laughs> so I had a I feel trauma. I felt traumatized when Sarah was so mean because Triceratops were obviously my favorite dinosaurs because they're the best there are. Mm-hmm. She was such yes. a jerk. Uh, I'm gonna quote the yeah, office now since I've jerk. been re- since I've been rewatching and remember this joke. It was in an episode recently. Jim said his father bought him a Triceratops when he was a kid at the zoo, and Dwight was like, "Do you know what dinosaur is better than a Triceratops? Every single dinosaur ever." <laughs> I have to say one of the favorite one of my favorite things that I had completely forgotten about was when Pam goes into labor and Dwight decides that he has to remodel their kitchen (laughs) (laughs) and the look on their face when they get home Uh, the the beginning of that so I did what any normal person would do I took a nap and then you see I took a bath I took a bath I took a bath, got some sleep, and made note of where to, of where to, uh, to ask Jim where he got his comfy sheets. And then he out Ben completely pantless. <laughs> it's horrifying. The, oh, the, the best part was I took a bath. I did what any normal person would do. I took a bath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Rain Wilson is an American hero, y'all. Mm-hmm. He really Truth. is. So, Tom, since you seem to be most outspoken here, give us your history with this special and your overall thoughts. For whatever reason, I got my hopes up. I just decided, you, you talked know to what? Jerry the other day. This is going to be cool. This is a rank of math I'm not familiar with. Um, it's got, you know, the, the story seems, you know, okay. It's, you know, it's got a religious undertone and... Um, I need some feel-good pick-me-ups. Uh, then I watched the movie, 
and everything about it was terrible. Everything. It had in a, it had incorrect angelology. It uh, for whatever reason decided Mary needed to have blue eyes, which is an annoyance of mine. Um, like not just and actually they just look like they used uh, what's her name from the year without a Santa Claus or no uh, from uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. They just used her body again. They probably I didn't did. pay attention to Mary's body, Tom. Not like her, but like her face and everything just looked so much like Jessica from the Earth. Yeah, like they didn't Simple even try. I did. I did not notice that. You can go look at it. We can wait. It's <laughs> like I trust you. It's all good. <laughs> uh, I just. I know this sounds harsh, but I found literally nothing I enjoyed about this movie. Nothing. <laughs> Do you want to throw a third one in there? <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> I like how we know each other so well now. <laughs> to know what to expect things. I don't know if that's a good thing, or that means we've already done this show for too long. <laughs> it's got to be three years in August. How crazy is that? That's we've nice pretty crazy. much talked it once a week for three years. Except for a few odd weeks. Although lately it's been more than once a week. Yeah, that you say that like it's a bad thing. Not at all. Julia, how about you? Your overall history and thoughts? Mm. I don't have a history. I didn't even know this was a thing, which isn't super surprising because, again, not a Rankin-Bass fan. And, I mean, I didn't hate it. I got to say, of all the Rankin-Bass, I actually enjoyed this one more than most of them, which isn't saying... That's not a high bar. A lot. <laughs> But it is a true statement. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I do have a history with this one. Because back when ABC Family, before it became freeform, ABC Family used to do more epic Christmas marathons during December rather than the same four movies they play mm-hmm. on repeat now. And uh, that included all the Rankin Bass stuff from time to time, including these lesser-known ones like Nestor with the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey, which was on every year until Freeform bought them out. So I remember growing up on this. I remember watching this very young. Like, I, th- I feel like this may have been my first. Like, I feel like, as with the star, it's a nice little sideways introduction for really young kids to the more religious aspects of Christmas. Whereas when they're more focused on Santa, when they're really, really, really young, so I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, I always remember loving Nestor and his cute little long ears and wanting one for my nativity display, like just a long-eared donkey for the... So after I watched it today, I went on Etsy to see if they had one, and people do have them for like oh. obscene amounts, but they have cheap ornaments for like decent amounts that so I may buy an ornament for my tree of Nestor just to represent him. Um, this is probably my favorite lesser known Rankin Bass. Rankin Bass has a lot of lesser known stuff. This is probably my favorite lesser known one. And yeah, I will say I found the animation a little weird because we've been saying as we've covered the other ones, they get better at, with each passing year. But the animation did not seem as good in this one. To me. I thought it, I thought it looked pretty good. I mean, aside from a few parts, the dog was terrifying. Yeah, the dog was horrifying. <laughs> Thor was his name. Thor. Thor. 
don't even yeah. understand that. And the angel flying was not entirely successful. She looked like she was, I don't know, hopping in and out of hyperspace. I couldn't and, explain the shimmer. And all of a sudden her mouth's not working. I didn't notice that. <laughs> so, so before we get into the plot, uh, we should see this. I do want to say this special features a bunch of non-speaking cameos from all the other Rankin Bass specials. They had really? Jingle and Jangle, um, the Elves in the Year Without Santa Claus, We're at the North Pole, Mrs. Claus in the Year Without Santa Claus, the Three Wise Men from the Little Drummer Boy, and Rudolph was there. And Santa, too, even though, as we pointed out, it was a different Santa. And he was an yeah. ugly Santa. Ugly Santa, for sure. Ugly Santa. I, and I don't understand, because why didn't they just use a guy? Yeah, why don't they use skinny little leg? I like, that's not my favorite Santa. Skinny little leg one. I like little skinny leg Santa. But I'm saying they had... They had Jingle and Jangle and Mrs. Claus in the year without a Santa Claus. What happened to that Santa if you had wow. four of the other puppets? Yeah. And you had Rudolph. So if they wanted to use... Anyway. Yeah. All right. So can I make a correction to this film? Tom, sure. You may make a correction for this film, but I'm going to point out the same exact thing I pointed out with the star. Is I think they were just trying to make an accessible story. And not well, appeal to the hardcore. Why uh, did they mention cherubim? I don't understand why they made. I don't understand why they made Tilly a cherub instead of an angel. I don't. Okay, so what is the? I was about to say, what's the historical accurate difference between an angel and a cherub? In Christian tradition, um, there are three choirs of angels. Cherub have nothing to do with our world. Okay. The description that we have of angels comes from the book of Ezekiel, when Ezekiel has a vision into heaven. And in this, um, he is said to have, the um, cherubs are said to have two pair of wings, so they've got four wings total, and four faces, that of a lion, an ox, a human, and an eagle. Mm-hmm. That is not what she looked like. No, she looked like a Valentine's Day, one of those little Well, that's what Valentine's they've made the Day cherub babies. into, and I don't really understand why. Um, so cherubs are ugly as hell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there was an episode of the X Files where I don't. They didn't. They definitely did not call it a cherub, but the angel was represented with the four faces. And I remember thinking, like, that feels biblical. <laughs> Terrified. <laughs> Okay, so I'm sure Tom's going to have other corrections along the way. So <laughs> yeah, there, was no, there was no damn long-eared donkey anywhere. <laughs> I he like is. the idea that there's a long-eared donkey there. <laughs> uh, so this special opens up with Santa Claus's donkey Spieltoe um, at the North Pole. <laughs> Watching Santa and his sleigh leave, and he said, "He says, oh, what? You don't know that Santa has a donkey? Who pulls the toys from building to building or pulls Santa's plow? So apparently Santa <laughs> drives him harder than his reindeer. And um, this donkey looks after the stable when Santa's making all of his trips on Christmas Eve. And it's there we see the little nativity set under the tree. 
and he points out that they got the donkey wrong because he keeps asking the elves to fix it, but they never do. He said the donkey had a longer ears. How do I know? Because he was my ancestor. And he proceeds to sing us the story of Nestor the long the donkey with basically that song makes up the 24 minutes. Each little segment has a new verse and tells the story of Nestor. Uh, so it was immediately about two minutes in, I thought of you, Tom, because I was like, oh, they used a manger under this tree. <laughs> of course they did. Of course they did. <laughs> so he's worried about the ears, but not at all worried about the geographical or time period in which Christ was born. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> focus on the real important things and on that note uh (laughs) so like thomas earlier nestor is basically a rudolph story instead of a nose he has these long ears and he's bullied mercilessly by all the other stable animals except his mom (laughs) like there's a lot of animal abuse in this movie olaf the stable guy what? Yeah. what Rankin Bass is teaching us is animals are beeps. Yeah, that is what they're teaching us. <laughs> There's a lot of animal abuse in this movie, both from other animals and humans. And uh, the stable guy, Olaf, doesn't even feed Nestor because his long ears make him useless. He can't do any of the work. He's so, so his mom, terrible. Yeah. Which is very confusing to me because Olaf is such a nice name nowadays thanks to the snowman. I know. It's like, well, and regionally speaking, why would he even been named Olaf? Why would he have named, even if he were, why would he have named his, his dog Thor? I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, uh. at what point do we have any, yeah. And, and where do we have any idea that there were Viking stable hands and pre-Viking stable hands in first century Judea? Uh, Thor was terrifying, by the way. Yeah, he was. That dog, I don't know. He looked... <laughs> Something ain't right with that dog. <laughs> no, he looked rabid. He looked like you'd picture old Yeller if the rabies took hold of him before the kid shot him. Oh, let's and... not think about that. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, man. That movie makes me cry every time. It's rough. It's real rough. Uh, so the Roman Empire arrives at, to get a bunch of don- to basically take a bunch of donkeys including Nestor, but not his mom. But then they find out Nestor has long ears and Olaf, the stable guy, was trying to trick him. So they end up taking all the donkeys and Olaf gets so mad for free and Nestor gets thrown out into the cold, into this big blizzard, this winter storm that gets buried in snow. He's going to freeze to death. So Nestor's mom escapes the stable and comes to warm him up. And she ends up dying in the snow, keeping him warm, which was heartbreaking. I mean, like, they went total yeah, Disney mean, on this. You just see yeah. that pile of snow, and I was like, dear God, this went somewhere I was not expecting it to. And I was sad. Yes. I was very sad. And his mom kept saying, because this comes back later, ears, Nestor. Ears, Watch out Nestor. for your ears, Nestor. <laughs> Um, are you okay? Just cut the ears. Oh. That is animal abuse too. You're not supposed to do that to dogs. Yeah. There are dogs that you have to that you have to clip their tails. Oh. Dobermans are like that. Anyway. So Nestor 
is all sad. He's fully alone in the world now until a cherub named Tilly comes down to him. And she says he needs to travel to Bethlehem. And she tells him, quote, your ears can do wondrous things that no other ears can do. The sounds a hero guide you on a path that's straight and true. And then you will save another as your mother once saved you. And Esther thinks it's a nice poem. And because he's so lonely in the world, he lets Tilly lead him to Bethlehem. Now, along this journey, we get this montage about how it's not nice to make fun of other people and laugh at other people. Right. <laughs> and you see these awful animals, like, yep. laughing at him the whole way. Well, and then, what's worse is, <laughs> Nestor and this cherub laugh at a bear who is laughing at them when a spider comes down and scares it, which made me feel for the bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of the song at that moment is... You know, like, wouldn't it feel bad if, you know, if you made somebody else feel that way by laughing at them? So let's not. So I didn't feel like they were, I don't know. No, I, I, I like get a check not, yourself moment. <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself, bear. <laughs> That's right. That's what it was. <laughs> and uh, Nestor with his ears is so cute. You see him actually using his ears as skis to go down a wintry hill. He, yeah. He's this adorable little donkey. He's super cute. I think he's precious. He is precious. I really thought he was sweet. And Jude thought he was just really funny. Really? Oh, yeah. He thought he was so funny. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm happy about that. So Nestor and Tilly travel for months until they reach the outskirts of Bethlehem, where Tilly tells Nestor to wait. And he'll know when the time comes to make the rest of his journey. So this, another abusive stable owner takes him in and keeps trying Horrible to- stable owners. They're horrible. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And here, all the other animals also laugh at Nestor. And there's a moment to Tom's, to Tom's uh, point about it being a Rudolph moment where they're all playing outside and Nestor goes to join the donkeys games and they all- Right, he can't. (laughs) Whatever game that was, they're basically just holding on to each other's tails and walking in a circle, which is kind of weird. Pretty lame. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, eventually, a young couple comes to the stable. Uh, Nestor has no idea who they are. They're Mary and Joseph. And um, they choose him. The lyrics for that part go, uh, they chose him for all the others because they loved his gentle eyes, which I love. Mm -hmm. That they picked the, that seemed right to me, that they picked the one with the gentle, kind eyes. Mm -hmm. The clear misfit, even though he wasn't necessarily the strongest looking donkey or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they choose him to travel to Bethlehem and they get caught in this sandstorm and Nestor hears the voice of his mother and hears Tilly's poem basically telling him, you know, remember your ears, ears, Nestor. And Nestor mm-hmm. wraps his ears around Mary to shield her from all the sand and the heavy winds and basically protects her on this journey which was lovely. It looks like it's giving Tom a heart attack. 
<laughs> Tom, do you want? Yeah, to- because the star disappears, but he can hear the cherubs singing to him that look like the front cover of Queen singing Bohemian Rhapsody, by the way. Um, oh my God. To get did. through the sandstorm. <laughs> and so his ears not only helped wrap around her, but they almost imply it also he could hear something with these magical ears that nobody else could hear. Yeah. And, and the lyrics say Nestor was the one who found the manger where they stayed. Mm-hmm because he remembered how comforting and warm a manger could be for a child when their mother was there with them, which I liked that too. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mary gives birth to Jesus and Nestor, for some reason, returns home to his abusive owner. Yeah, I love how that he goes back. Yeah, but he's now loved. He's, yeah, who Somehow thinks he's cat's Olaf. meow now. How Olaf yeah. knows that happened, I don't know. <laughs> Olaf and all the animals. And uh, that's it. Nestor's a hero now. The end. It was a very short 24-minute special, but I liked it. It was effective for me. I think the star did it better by a lot. Yep. Um, But for not being a Rankin-Bass fan, this one was very low on the acid trip feels that we usually get, um, except for Mary was terrifying. She was like, the dolls that haunt my dreams with her soulless eyes. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the animation was better to me and it was short and quick and they didn't try and add stuff in there that, you know, extended the length of the TV movie, whatever special. Yeah. So that was all good. I mean, it's, it's super adorable. depressing. It helps that they had an adorable main character rather than ones with the googly eyes and, like you said, like, yeah. like he looked a bit scary in the other specials. Yes. Yeah. And he was precious. He, he was, was a little tuft of brown hair on his head, too. He was Loved super it. sweet. I, I wasn't a big, the biggest fan of the song, even though I liked some of the lyrics in the song. Yeah. It wasn't good. I liked some of the lyrics, though. What are they? And so it was Nestor that found the manger where they stayed, where kings and wise men bowed before the baby where he lay. Mary bore her savior, and Nestor brought them there, gift of love from God above for all the world to share. I love that. Again, like this is, there aren't a lot of, I think there's one more that a listener, Jen Barrett, mentioned we should cover a long time, a long time ago that Disney did back in the 70s that was told from the animal's point of view. But this is the only second one we've caught we've covered on the show. Right. What was that one? Because I'd never heard it was, of it either. I think that one was literally called The Christmas Star or something. Very similar. Right. It had a similar title to The Star. But Jen, if you're listening, let us know. That's Nestor. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Mm. What was your biggest problem with it, Tom? Was it the... <laughs> the music was terrible. It's Gene the... It wasn't him singing. No. 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 Post his lyrics. And it doesn't make it better. Um, <laughs> so that was bad. The uh, the whole premise of a long-eared donkey somehow being a freak and an outcast seems weird to me. The cherub, the cherub was, was odd. A very <laughs> odd choice. Um, I don't like the idea of babies as angels. It just seems weird. I think that probably covers it. The storyline was terrible. It was boring. Are you describing yourself? Oh. 
know, <laughs> according to April Riley, I'm describing Anthony's intimacy. Oh, <laughs> I need to stop bringing that up. Poor Anthony. I, 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 I was telling Julia, I recorded an episode on Christmas in New York with her last night. <clears throat> and the first thing I said to her was, April, Tom does not let that joke go. So thank you for that. <laughs> this is the first one we can leave in because listeners could have heard it by now. Exactly. They would have heard it by now if they listened to the day it dropped. So thanks, April. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so was this a Christmas movie uh, special? Obviously. Yeah. Did it have a Linus moment? I mean, uh, I, if we want to say that it was a Linus moment when all the jerks decided to stop being jerked. Yeah, I'd give it a line this moment. I'd say it does. Yeah. Are you ready to rank it? I mean, I don't have any quotes. Are we ready to rank in bass? (laughs) Oh. (sighs) That was fresh. That was weak sauce. That was weak. (laughs) If I had had a drum and a cymbal right now, I would do the boom. It doesn't even deserve that. (laughs) <laughs> speaking of the office tom the one where they all roast michael in the warehouse and meredith gets up there she's like you hit me with your car and michael grabs a drumstick <laughs> like because he's just so pissed she brought it up <laughs> oh, oh brother okay what would you hold on what would y'all minutes. give it I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it an 8.25. Dang. Wait, where are we, where, wait, wait, what list is this on? The TV specials list. So with all the rank and bass. That makes perfect sense now. Come on, let me enter my bank account. I don't think your bank account's going to have rank. That's why he said bank account, right? (laughs) Let me enter my account, didn't I? I thought you said dang. I think I think you said dang. It sounded (laughs) it sounded like let me into my bank account. (laughs) That's where that's where I keep the rankings. I don't want to lose them. Super secure. Super (laughs) secure. So where does that leave us total ranking on this guy? Too high. What do you give it, Tom? Four point seven five. Two. A four point seven five ranking. Which mm-hmm. puts it at number 16, 17 on our list. In between Prep and Landing, Naughty versus Nice, and Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. I'm okay with that. Huh. Tom has lost the will to live. I think the movie I look on here that I may have been too harsh on that I should give another try is Emma Otter. <gasps> oh, oh, another you one. You should listen to us. You should give Emma Otter another try. I sing their stupid song all the time, and it bugs the heck out of my wife. Ain't no hole in the washtub. <laughs> Ellie, sings it now. Ellie sings it all the time now, too. Oh, I love that. That makes me all the happies. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to record her doing it tomorrow for you. Please do. Please you should. Do that. We need that. <laughs> we need content like that in our lives. Let us know what you thought of Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey on our social medias. You can find us on social media at tisapodcast.com slash Facebook, 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 Facebook group, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram. 
We are more active in certain places than others. Specifically, our Facebook group is always busy, which is always very fun. And uh, there was actually a good conversation the other day where people were talking about their most magical Christmas movie moments. Uh, the moments that give you all the feels and the goosebumps and everything like that. Uh, so let's just read a few of them. So Jerry Davila said the ending monologue in Scrooged, mm -hmm. the Griswold house lit for the first time, mm -hmm. the post office save and cane reveal in Miracle on 34th Street, and Rudolph leading the sleigh team and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm -mm. Uh, Stephen Beach said there is one in National Lampoon because I questioned the National Lampoon stuff because I said that one's more humor for me. I don't really get the feels so much, like the goosebumpy moments. Like, as Stephen Beach said, the one scene in that movie is the attic scene, played for laughs, but also actually very sentimental. Yes. So I give I gave him that. Uh, Alonzo Duraldi said the end of It's a Wonderful Life. Nick Mason said the Polar Express and the hero boy rings the sleigh bell at the North Pole and hears it after not being able to. And how the Grinch stole Christmas and the Grinch returns all the presents to Whoville and starts singing with the Who's. Claude, who taught me how to say his last name, but I forget, so I'm just going to say Claude. <laughs> uh, Je m'appelle Claude. <laughs> Je m'appelle Poupou. Blablabli, Poupou. Sorry. Claude said a Christmas story at the end when the old man and mom are sitting beside each other watching the snowfall while Silent Night plays softly in the background. And he said the Polar Express when he opens the gift and reads a note from Santa and the final scene where the final page of the book is read. Evan said, so Evan Cook Orwin said, so even though you don't think Meet Me in St. Louis is a Christmas movie, hashtag wrong. <laughs> the moment <laughs> Esther dances around the Christmas tree with her grandpa and comes out the other side with John's chest and then she put four hearts. And then other people said Miracle on 34th Street, the 90s one, when Santa is doing sign language. Muppets Christmas Carol, Kermit singing Feels Like Christmas, Santa Claus the wow. movie, when he's given the suit and becomes Santa. Uh, other people brought up a Christmas story when the mother and father are sitting by the tree at the end. It's a Wonderful Life, the toast at the end. White Christmas <clears> was brought up. <throat> two Prancer, <clears throat> Santa Claus. I was the only one who brought up Elf, surprisingly. Home Alone, the Charlie Brown Christmas, Noel, the sign language scene. Uh, and then... Our lovely Tom Crow hopped in the conversation because I started this topic on Facebook. And just to be a troll, he was like, the church fire scene and the Christmas candle. <laughs> Great. That was Christmas, y'all. Mm, I'm, so... I'm sorry that not all of your Christmases involved arson like mine did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We want to know. That was a pity laugh, Anthony. That was, you didn't even. <laughs> Doesn't it make you feel better that I care about you enough to at least do the pity laugh? No, it actually makes me feel really, really like, oh, this poor pathetic sap needs me to laugh for him. <laughs> um, what are some of those moments for you, guys? Seriously, Tom? Uh, 
Mine were the Santa Claus when they're being lowered into the North Pole for the first time. Elf, the end where they're flying through New York City and everyone's saying Santa Claus is coming to town, giving yes. them the spirit. Uh, the end of Home Alone from the moment the mom apologizes to Kevin and then through the end with the snow when he sees the old man outside. And, mm-hmm. and then A Christmas Story, I also mentioned, not the same scene everyone else in the comments mentioned. I mentioned... Uh, when Ralphie gets his gift and the old man seems like a child again, watching him open the gift. So. What about you two? I like the the reconciliation scene with the Grinch in the Grinch movies, but especially the new one. Mm-hmm. With the family, and he's like trying to help and like feeling that acceptance. Where we were all scared he was going to hook up with the mom, Cindy Lou's yeah. mom. I'm okay with that. We're worried. Um, that Noel scene with the sign language is done better than um, better than Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, I would not go that far. That scene in Miracle on 34th Street is amazing. No, I just like the way that she's coming into her own realization that she makes and where her heart changes. Uh, that scene in the Christmas Chronicles when Santa steals the car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. What about you, Julia? Um, let's see. So same scene in Elf that you said, Anthony, where he's flying through the city and you just see that look on Buddy's face when he's got his head hanging over the back of the sleigh and they're singing the music and Joby smiles. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol, whoever said, um, I mean, any moment for me in Muppet Christmas Carol, but Even particularly. Even the Bell in the uncut version? The what ones? Even the bell moments in the longer version from childhood that somehow don't make the versions that are out nowadays. The bell moments? His girlfriend, Scrooge's girlfriend. Oh, no, bell. No, I hate the bell moments. (laughs) No. Um, National Lampoon's The Attic Scene gets me, the Disco 54 mentioned, but also where where they light the house up. That gets me too because he goes family member to family member and you just feel so good for him. Um, I also really like the last scene in the family stone, which I know is not a hit overall, but where they're all around the tree and they're remembering the mom. Um, and while you were sleeping where they're having their family Christmas around the tree and they give, they give Sandy B presents and she's not expecting them. And she just sits there and watch everybody have Christmas. That always gives me the Christmas feels. I can't really narrow it down, but you remember the, um, to one scene, but you remember the secret Santa movie? Yeah. Oh, that whole movie so was magical. Many feels, so many magical yep. feels in that movie. So many of them. Um, and I want to throw in, um, this is not trolling, even though Anthony's not going to like it. Um, I really like that end scene with Pete's Christmas where he puts every, where he does everything right. Right? Mm-hmm. He's Wellington, he does everything for his family. And he sits back and just enjoys watching everybody else. There's like that growth moment. Yeah. Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time we try to do something fun or funny, you make it not that way. I, I hate, hate so much so much about the, the things that you choose to you be. Choose to be. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> oh. I uh, think we can I, Well, I'm just glad nobody brought up like that last scene of last Christmas where she realized she was like making out with herself. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> or Cameron when he, fall, 
or Kirk Cameron when he falls and sees the presence under the tree make the outline of Jerusalem and he's like oh my god Gosh, that <laughs> was a mind trip <laughs> uh, um, I just don't even so, know about that so yeah let us know your movie magical moments your magical most magical Christmas movie moments on social medias as well where else can our listeners find us, Tom? One thing I'm excited to announce is our Patreon has been much, much more active. You can go on there and visit us at tisthepodcast.com slash Patreon. And there you can hear our fireside chats with some of our listeners, which have been a lot of fun. Um, we've done uh, three of them now with April, Todd, and Jerry, and they've all been great. We've also got newly up we sat around the three of us sat around and watched um elf last week and had one guy randomly come in but never talk and just kind of sit there like a creeper uh, but you've got our commentary as we go through elf and that is a lot of fun as well all you do is when we tell you to start press play you press play and you watch elf with us and hear our commentary uh, and, and and we loved it so much we think we're going to do all the marquee christmas movies mm-hmm. right like Christmas yes. Vacation and the Santa Claus and Home Alone. Pete's Christmas. Hmm. A Christmas Story. <laughs> Just keeps moving. <laughs> yeah, we do have some new patrons. We got actually four new patrons in the last week. Um, so we want to welcome Claire Doyle, Ben, just Ben at Ice Walking. Ice Walking Ben. <laughs> Which is pretty cool, by the way. Um, Rebecca Bull joined us. You've heard Rebecca Bull's voice on our podcast before. Wasn't she in our Christmas? She was in our Christmas in July. And she was in our Christmas. Yeah, she was in our Christmas musical extravaganza. And she submitted a story in the Worst Christmas Ever episode, too. Her audio story. So That's right. Uh, okay. Joseph, yeah, Joseph Blankenship joined us uh, March 4th. And my mother-in-law, Kenny Hull, joined us as well. Thank so some family support. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, Julia's mother-in-law. <laughs> and speaking of Patreon, we put a poll to all of you listeners. As you know, we've been trying to get all of our bonus holiday content recorded in advance this year since we have endless time in quarantine. So... There are no delays later in the year. We get when people get sick or busy during the holidays. We want to make sure you have everything. So we put it to you. What Halloween movie do you want us to record for Patreon? And y'all overwhelmingly chose Beetlejuice in the second round of voting. In the first round of voting, there were really only three contenders, and it was Beetlejuice, Scream, and It. And then in the second round of voting, y'all overwhelmingly chose Beetlejuice. So we will be recording that soon, even though you won't be hearing it until October. But those are the results of your poll. That was the only one of those three I would be okay with doing. You're insane. And <laughs> I know we could all use some good news in the world, so I want to plug something random. Did you all see uh, that thing John Krasinski's doing now? His little yes. new yes. show where the he's good doing Network. Good News Network. <clears throat> telling us good news stories around the world. He did an awesome interview with Steve Carell recently. Amazing. Uh, amazing interview. So check that out because he's got to keep it doing this. Great. And we do need 
good news nowadays. So mm-hmm. check it out. It's on YouTube. You'll have seen it all over Facebook and Twitter. It's so good. It's so good. He's such a likable guy. I love John. Yes. Krasinski. Yes. Um, we may not deserve so, this, John Krasinski. We may have got it. John Krasinski, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. We would recover the office to talk office Christmas episodes. <laughs> we would do literally anything to get you on the show. <clears throat> um, you heard it here first. <laughs> Sounds like, wait a second. <laughs> Maybe not literally anything, but come come talk to us. <laughs> Next week on the podcast, we are journeying across the pond at Disco 54's suggestion, and we are covering the Gavin and Stacy Christmas episodes, which I am very excited about and curious to see what you two think. I don't know. And, what that uh, <laughs> I'm excited. I, I'm, I, I am too. I just don't know what it means. Well, if you got <laughs> so Anthony, you up, and I, this, you and I agree on British ch- comedy. So. That's true. And Julia loves British comedy. She does. Heck yeah. But you and I agree on which ones are funny. So you know, I'm open minded. And uh, the week after, we are covering Fred Claus. So yay! You're super excited about that, aren't you? Am I or am I trolling? Oh, you're you not going to like your that. feelings known. There's no trolling here. Everybody knows <laughs> how he feels about Fred Claus. So, do your homework. And a bit of better news on Fred Claus. We only have 6,336 hours until Christmas. That is 264 days. That's only 37 weeks. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting there. Yeah. We're getting we there. We really are. We really are. So do your homework, gang. And we shall speak to you next week. Happy April. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye One dark night, two strangers gave Nestor a surprise. They chose him from all others for they loved his gentle eyes. The man was called Joseph and Mary was his bride. She needed help to Bethlehem and Nestor's back to ride. They traveled through the desert but hadn't gone too far When winter clouds no longer let them see the guiding star But Nestor had a secret, only he could hear the sound As the angels gave directions to the ears that wrangled around Look at little Nestor, he's got ears that drag the ground They whispered as they mocked him, but he heard every sound Nestor's heart was broken and his eyes were full of tears If only there was something he could do about his ears And so it was that Nestor found the manger where they stayed Where kings and wise men bowed before a baby where he lay Mary bore our Savior and Nestor brought them there A gift of love from God above for all the world to share Though Rudolph, I just love you, I know you'd want it said Nestor's ears are lovely as a reindeer's nose is red 
Children, if you're happy when you trim your Christmas tree, you might thank a little donkey whose ears hang to his knee. Look at little Nestor, he's got ears that drank the ground. They shouted as they praised him, and his friends all gathered around. Nestor's heart grew happy, and his eyes held no more tears. Now all the world knows Nestor for his laughter and his.